Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Everybody, it's time to believe in the Big 12. If you're a Big 12 baller, then this podcast is the place for you. Every week, we dive into the hot topics surrounding historic Big 12 football and basketball. Guest stars, former players, industry experts, conference shakeups, hoops hypotheticals, football fantasies. You name it, we have it. And in the process, we'll look at marquee matchups, roster comparisons, coaching carousels, and analysis of big-time moments. You will literally feel like you're etched into the fabric of the Big 12. From the creation of basketball to history repeating itself on the gridiron, our take on all things Big 12 will have you glued to the edge of your seat. So whether you've got a favorite Big 12 team or are just a fan of the conference, buckle up. It's going to be a wild ride. Welcome to the Believe in the Big 12 podcast, a proud member of the Believe Podcast Network. Welcome to episode number 17 of the Believe in the Big 12 podcast. And on behalf of the entire Believe Podcast Network, before we kick off, I have to ask, do you believe? And more importantly, gonna switch it up this time. Are you ready for March Madness? That's right. There might even be a more important question than do you believe? This week, because we are seven days and a series of conference championships away from the ultimate experience, the tournament of the year, where logic is defied and brackets are busted and nets are cut down. But I want to make a quick announcement. Not only is March the month of madness. But March is Red Cross Month, big time, and I am merging the two. So if you're participating in bracketology and filling out an ungodly amount of brackets, well, I guess they only allow you to do 25 on ESPN, but I will certainly be doing 25. If you're doing that too, be sure to submit your bracket to the American Red Cross group. There are actually two Red Cross groups, one being called Fans of the Red Cross, just how other universities get their own dedicated group like Fans of Kansas or Fans of Kentucky. And then the other group, I really like this one because I'm a huge fan of puns and dad jokes, is called the American Red Crossover. Yeah, that's right. Like you cross over somebody in basketball. Big time. So be sure to submit your brackets to those groups. And I'll also include, this is the most important part, a donor drive link where you can donate to the special causes that the Red Cross is making a difference in right now. And I'll include that in the description of the podcast episode. But without further ado, before we get to the big dance, we have another little dance to break down. That's the Big 12 Tournament and everything that's led up to it. So let's get started. And let's start yet again with the big dogs, Baylor and Kansas. And it is official. 
Baylor and Kansas both have a share of the Big 12 regular season title. What else is new? Well, I'll tell you what else is new. Baylor, on the way to getting that Big 12 title, they beat Kansas, Oklahoma State, Texas, and Iowa State. All in a row. Formidable teams. So they certainly earned their place at the top of the rankings in the Big 12. And these two teams are jockeying for number one seeds in the NCAA tournament. So these are big outcomes, people. Kansas, on the other hand, had a very interesting last five games. First, here's what happened. They completely trounced Kansas State. Shocker, I know. But then here's where it gets interesting. They lost to TCU, lost to Baylor, then beat TCU, who they had to play twice in two days because of COVID rescheduling, and then beat Texas. So this is a very interesting situation. Because keep in mind, Kansas absolutely dominated Baylor earlier this season. And then Baylor got their revenge. And Baylor technically has a better overall record by one game. So you would think the number one seed would go to Baylor. And it probably will. Because not only did they avenge their loss against Kansas, but they have a higher strength of schedule. Boom. Which you know the NCAA tournament committee just loves that. They always, always put a lot of weight into that. And granted, Kansas is only a few spots behind Baylor in terms of strength of schedule. But they're still behind. And they're behind because of some interesting things that I've noticed throughout the season. And what better way to showcase those things than by looking at their game against Texas? Texas coach Chris Beard, well, he did an excellent job of taking away Kansas's sharpshooters. And here's the thing. It worked. For 40 minutes. ESPN put it best when they said that. It didn't work for the five minutes of overtime, which is what really counted. They shut down Ochai Agbaji, star Kansas guard, for literally the entire game except the last five minutes. And that's the thing about Kansas. This is why you can't quite count them out for a number one seed. Because no matter what happens Throughout the course of a game, even if their star gets shut down, they always find a way to make a big play. And it's usually by Ochai Agbaji, even if it's his only two points of the game. But at the same time, that's the interesting thing about Baylor, is that that doesn't really happen to them that much. Even though they've been plagued by injuries all season, Their guards never seem to get shut down. Whether it's LJ Cryer, Adam Flagler, or uh, James Akinjo, you really pick your poison. Honestly, every single guard on the team has the ability to step up big in the absence of others, whether they're literally out of the game or if they're just not playing well. There's always a solution. And if it's not a guard, it'll probably be Jeremy Sohan. They're star forward. And it's because they spread the wealth, which is a phrase I always say, but the Baylor Bears are exceptionally good at that. 
I mean, take a look. In this last game against Iowa State, James and Kinjo had 20 points. Jeremy Sohan had 12, and Adam Flagler had 13. And oh, Kendall Brown added 16. And he came out of nowhere. So there you go. That's Baylor in a nutshell. And that's why they're going to be very dangerous here in the Big 12 tournament and in March Madness. There's only one thing they need to watch out for, though. They got out to a 23-4 lead, a very quick start, but then watched that lead evaporate. You have to be very careful with that, with Baylor. You can't get too excited because they seem to get out to these hot starts and then cool off and go dry for a while. But that doesn't make them any less of a dangerous team when it gets to clutch time. And I want to make one thing very clear here. There's a distinction that fans need to know. In the Big 12 Conference Championship, Kansas is the number one seed. Why is that? Because Baylor had a better overall record, right? So why would Kansas be the number one seed? Well, that's because Kansas and Baylor had the same conference record And Kansas split the season series with Texas Tech, whereas Baylor lost both of its games to Texas Tech. That's the difference. But that doesn't mean Kansas is probably going to get the number one seed in the March Madness selection show. That's probably going to be Baylor. It's only the Big 12 Conference Championships that Kansas is the number one seed. Let's get that that very clear. But I don't think that Baylor is necessarily the better team. They're not worse than Kansas, but they're not better. And as the fact that they split their season series shows, this could be a major toss-up. That'd be really, really epic if they ended up playing each other in the March Madness, too. And Texas Tech, one of the other big dogs that I talked about in our last episode, well, they had an interesting end of the season, too. They lost to TCU, then beat Kansas State by five, for that matter, but then ended the season with a shocking loss by one point to Oklahoma State. And West Virginia closed its season by beating TCU, who just beat Texas Tech. So what does this say about the Big 12? There's a lot of parity. Even if every team's record isn't necessarily as good as Kansas or Baylor or Texas Tech, any given day, a team in the Big 12 could win. And that's why this Big 12 tournament is very interesting. It starts with a first-round matchup of Kansas State versus West Virginia. Two teams with nearly identical overall records playing at the T-Mobile Center in Kansas City, where they hold the tournament every year. Kansas State has lost its last five, and West Virginia has lost its last four. So this is really a toss-up, literally, because according to ESPN's Basketball Power Index, It's literally nearly an even split. West Virginia with a 48% chance to win and Kansas State with a 52% chance. But I still think West Virginia wins this one despite Kansas State having the edge because in their most recent games, they've played a little bit of tougher competition and played them better. But this really is a toss-up. I mean, their stats are almost identical. Points scored, 68.5 for West Virginia. 69.1 for Kansas State. Points allowed, 68 for West Virginia, 67 for Kansas State. Field goal percentage, 41 for West Virginia, 42 for Kansas State. Rebounds, 
32 were for West Virginia, 33 for Kansas State. You get that you get where I'm going with this. The winner of that game will go on to play Kansas because remember Kansas is the number 1 seed in the Big 12 tournament. And that game will be on Thursday, March 10th. We'll also have TCU versus Texas, Oklahoma versus Baylor, and Iowa State versus Texas Tech. And remember, like I said earlier in the season, this is the chance for one of these teams to make a mark and totally spoil the current way, the current setup, the current landscape of the Big 12 by winning the Big 12 championship and going on an epic run. I mean, I mean, let's look at our underdogs here. TCU, they're 19 and 11. Iowa State, they're 20 and 11. Oklahoma, 17 and 14. That's quite the difference between Kansas and Baylor. But records don't matter in March. Oklahoma is exactly the kind of team that could go on a little run here and sneak into the NCAA tournament. After all, Oklahoma, they allow basically the same amount of points as Baylor and even have a slightly higher field goal percentage. And more importantly, they've won three in a row. And this is the right time to be catching fire. Plus, in general, they just have absolutely nothing to lose. I mean, nothing. Iowa State, they have absolutely nothing to lose in playing against Texas Tech, too. There's only one thing that has me concerned about Iowa State. On the 2nd of March, they played Oklahoma State. And how many points did they put up? 36. 36. That's what most teams get in a half. I mean, what are you doing? That's what most teams get in a half. Ridiculous. That being said, they are 20-11 and 11 overall for a reason. Guard Isaiah Brockington, he's been averaging 17.5 points per game at a whopping 47% field goal percentage. But here's the thing. Despite their 20-11 and 11 overall record, they're 7-11, 7-11 in the Big 12 just like Oklahoma, who's got a a significantly worse record. So they are going to need Isaiah Brockington to come up huge. And lest we forget the in-state rivalry, TCU versus Texas. All right, wham jam. This one's going to be a wham jam of a game. But seriously, all wham jam aside, TCU and Texas have literally identical points scored figures. Texas has them being on points allowed, but I don't think that matters because of one little stat. Mike Miles, okay, the guard for TCU, he averages 15 points a game. Timmy Allen, the season leader in points scored for Texas, well, he averages 12. And I get the feeling that this game is going to come down to a three. And what's 15 minus 12? Three. You're gosh damn right it is. So there you have it. In the Big 12 tournament, I think West Virginia gets the bead on Kansas State on Wednesday. And then... 
Thursday, March 10th, when we have a quadruple set of games. I think TCU takes down Texas, planning themselves firmly as the leader in the state, at least for now, because honestly, I think Texas is the better team. TCU's just going to get lucky and get the ball when it matters. And Mike Miles, well, he's going to take full advantage. Kansas, they'll take care of West Virginia. Baylor will take care of Oklahoma. Even though I said they could be a diaper dandy, shout out to Dickie V. Even though I said they could be a little uh, spoiler, I still think Baylor takes care of business. And Texas Tech, they do their thing against Iowa State, limiting Isaiah Brockington and winning the game with stellar ball movement on offense. So then we'd have Kansas play TCU for like the third time in six days, pretty much. And then we'd have Baylor and Texas Tech fight to the death. And ultimately, I think Baylor comes out on top in that matchup. Because it's hard to beat Baylor twice. Texas Tech did that. But it's even harder to beat them three times. And then Baylor takes the cake against Kansas and solidifies its position as number one in the Big 12, and more importantly, a number one seed in the NCAA tournament. So one more time, I have to ask, are you ready for March Madness? The Big 12 tournament is going to be awesome. I can't wait to see how it plays out and then come back next week to break it all down with you guys and get ready for the big dance. Selection Sunday is this Sunday, and we'll find out how many teams the Big 12 is going to send dancing. I think it'll be six, but that's just me. I'd count on TCU. They've had an impressive resume this year. Texas, Kansas, Baylor, Iowa State, and Texas Tech. Maybe not Iowa State, though. It's going to be five or six teams. Unless West Virginia, Kansas State, or Oklahoma goes on a crazy run in the Big 12 tournament. But that's all for this week, folks. I hope you're getting hyped up for the Big 12 tournament and to see who comes out on top and who solidifies their spot in March Madness, the Big Dance. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next week to break it all down and get in the zone for the Big Dance. Oh, and as always... Be sure to share this episode with a fellow Big 12 baller. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.